You know, no, it. you gotta be more discreet than that. Larry's watching. I don't know that. Hey, Beverly Hills 90210 fans, are you ready to dive deep? Episode by episode, storyline by storyline, character by character, as we break down the making of your favorite zip code with your host. Charles Rose. Did I say that? Yeah. Mary oh, Mullen. This thing about the, the the real person, and we're going. What? We're getting rid of this guy. Pete Ferrero. I'm feeling wonderful. <laughs> Kathleen looks crush TV crush worthy. Like so many special guests, and all your questions live on the Beverly Hills 90210 show. Oh yeah. All right. Well, we are back at it again. Uh, it's good to see everybody. Just to let everybody know, I'm not going to hide it. Larry and I, teams are playing the Red Sox and the Mets, so we have it on <laughs> in the background. Just right. I mean, I can't really see it, but we, it's an anything adult. major happens. No, it's all right. We, yeah. I mean, it's fine. It's, it's not game fun. seven or game six. Hey, know. where's Melanie? Where's Melanie? Is she working? She's working the Padres game. Hey, I want to before. Yes, I wrote to her. I wrote to her that you guys had started with baseball. I wrote a little thing to her to to wish her luck, but basically say she would have never thought that she'd start this game with the uh, Diamondbacks ahead in the standings. Wow. Yeah, that's true. Padres are in fourth place. This is becoming our new thing is we're a baseball show now first. (laughs) I think MLB (laughs) should sponsor. You're in New York, Aaron. Go down Fifth Avenue, knock on the door, see what you can do. (laughs) You work at 30 Rock. You're right there. Yeah, it's really good to see you, Aaron. How's everything going? How's everything going in the world of today's show? All good? uh, Going well. I just had my second vaccine today, so excited about that. (laughs) Haven't had any severe symptoms yet. Now, listen, I don't know. You weren't with us on the Story Slam, but we have this now. I survived Story Slam 90210. So I have ordered one. I have a sweatshirt coming. I can't I've got, wait. I've got something pretty cool coming. Well, still, I, because you brought up Story Slam, I want you to know that I am about to contact uh, at least two of our uh, winners, two out of the three, to uh, say... Here's your first scene, here's your second scene, here's your third scene, here's your fourth scene, here's your fifth scene, and here's your sixth scene. <laughs> and they can do a little bit of writing and or, or you know, so and they can even write it in prose. They don't even have to write it in script form. That's amazing. This is gonna so, be incredible. We're ready to go on that. Yeah. All right. So listen, we're gonna run a little ad and then we come back. We'll have our buddy uh Paul Johannesson. Well, we've all been doing our movie. John Sears homework. Some yes, who some did. people I might refer to as PJ, as we learned. We'll see. Okay, okay, okay. Do you know we have even more new shirts and merchandise at Beverly Hills 90210showshop.com? For instance, watch our Planet 90210 show with some sick Planet 90210 merch. Or want to celebrate at the Peach Pit? Check out this new shirt with a photo from Jill Henkel's collection. Or, oh my God, I know Claire Arnold fans are going to love this one. A little sex, rock, and really decent literature. Plus, for all you Larry Mullen fans, that's right, a get out of here shirt. And don't forget about our classic designs. We keep loading it up with more items each week, so head over to Beverly Hills, 90210showshop.com for all your 90210 stuff. All right, well, that's an old ad. I just needed something to break it up. Uh, And there he is. Mr. PJ. (laughs) Paul Johannesson. Happy to uh... I need some audio issues. I'm working on them as we talk. 
Okay. Well, we hear you great, but I'm working on it. Sounds right. good. Hold on a second. I'm just going to, there we go. Let's see if this works so I can hear you a little bit better. Are you good? Okay, better? Worse? Where are you? Uh, let's see. Camera mic. Audio. Just some adjustments. This is I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I'm... We're live. It's no problem. Um, <laughs> He'll figure it out. He'll figure it out. He, le he left the studio and came back in. Oh. This is, you know what's great? This is happening everywhere on all networks. This is not just our show. We have this problem everywhere. Before I, we... I blame Melanie for not being here. <laughs> all right. Well, let's talk with you guys first and let Paul come back in. Uh, talking about writing a villain. Right. Let's talk. Let's talk about about this. Do you know he's a villain from the beginning, or how do you how do you get what do you, where do you guys start with a, a character like John Sears, Charles? You know, I was thinking about this, um, and you know, we have a we have a fraternity, right? And and we know that we're going to play the fraternities and sororities being on campus. It was real clear that that you know the that you, you hear me you're okay PJ you good <laughs> I'm here I apologize thank you okay you're good <laughs> so so Pete asked me you know where do we come up with you and I was thinking we wa I watched a lot of your terrific shows and and, yes, and really we, had a good time and this, going back to uh, when we had when we played around together and it, you know I'm saying we we knew, knew we were going to have. Um, K, you know, fraternities and sororities, and we get the cake house, and we know that Steve is going to be the legacy, and then we go on with the the different ones, and fit, oh, the guy in the frat house, the senior guy, interested in a in in Kelly, you know, the his peer, his you know love, and I realized that yes, you we're going to talk about your arc, but your arc in the episodes you were were really designed. So that he would go through a profound arc mm. because, you know, this is and it made me think of a guy in high school I knew who when he was in high school, he was a ladies man. And I'm talking about and a ladies man in 1968 and 69 is different than a ladies man in 2019 and 2020. Believe me. And he would have stories about these not only girls in my grade, but above us and seniors when we were juniors. So he was that guy. And by the time I'm leaving Berkeley and all our friends, he was the big guy on campus. By the time we're leaving Berkeley four years later, it, it, it's, it doesn't play. You know, it's like, I don't want to hear about that. And he, uh, uh, you know, uh, and, and his girls kept getting younger and younger, which is which got weird, you know, and when we're no longer friends. We're not having to do with that just in general. I was going to um, say there was, oh, finish up. And, sorry, sorry. and, you know, but it's the arc. Steve was the key. You know he's got. It's a series. You've been a series regular. You know you got it. You got to. What are you going to do with your characters? So right you were the perfect foil for him. And to see your personality moves and why you're doing what you're doing was a lot of fun because you did. We saw the number thirteen episodes with us. It's incredible. Clearly, the one was at the end when we did the carnival, but it, we gave you a. And and you delivered a twelve episode arc in for season four. So. Totally. You know, I was thinking you you, you delivered the, the it. You, you gave it. I it delivered it. But you, did. <laughs> you, know, but you you made it happen. You know, I was going to say the most practical thing was, as Chuck was saying, we had these sets 
we have to now have pages in the sets. We have to come up with storylines because we need to be have at least three pages. And so, Steve, we, if we could get someone who's taller than Steve, who's older, can be over than Steve, we know we're going to have some some action there. But the great thing that, that John was ever delivers is that we have him reacting with almost everybody in the cast. Like So we were able to really stretch, as Chuck said, really – keep his character going because he affects not only just Kelly, but he affects Dylan too. And he affects Steve, obviously. And by that, by Brandon and also the girls who were with Kelly, uh, Donna. And, you know, it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, and even we were able Brandon, to spin he, this pretty well. Yeah. With Steve. I mean, with yeah, the whole fraternity ball, thing because, because Keg became anti-condor, you know, that yes. other stuff happened. And that, and what was so good, I just that that moment. I, it, it just it just totally got your character. Is we meet the fraternity guys, you know. You lose a, a a nothing three on three, and you are you are seriously pissed. Yeah, that bad, says a, a lot loser. about bad who that loser. character is. You know, right okay. from the start, bad first loser. scene, almost no dialogue. You know. Well, right off the bat, Jenny Bennett says you were the hottest nine hundred two one zero villain. So it's it's all it's it's all it's all firing in. It's all you, it's you brought all a lot of physical comments. gifts. You brought a lot. You look totally ripped. Did you get to watch this stuff, uh, Mister PJ? I did. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you look great. You got the cutoff thing. We introduce you. You're wearing a cutoff Condor sweatshirt. You look like you're glistening. Uh, we really exploited the hell out of you. I'm so proud of it, what we did. And you look, you look hot. It's a great, it's a, it's a great villain. It's it's like a classic heel, like a you know, like a gorgeous yeah. George yeah. heel. So, but for, well, I've 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 been oiled up a lot in my career, so I, I, I'm okay with that. <laughs> well, let me ask you though, Paul. Let's talk about the Paul PJ thing, and who's allowed to call you PJ, and who's allowed to go, call you Paul. So moving forward, uh, okay. we get this. Night. I am not going to well, upset John Sears here today. So. No, no, don't get into Listen, this is very funny. Okay, so when I first moved to America, I was from Canada. Um, I, I, I kind of wanted to restart my life. I just finished. I got to come to the Olympic team three months before the Olympics in Korea. So I was my whole life was to make the Olympics go to play basketball for Canada and then hopefully get a job playing overseas or in the NBA or something. And three months before I went, they cut me. And so I was devastated, absolutely mm. devastated. And so I had started to dabble in acting and I met this young kid up there in some of these um, uh, theater sports and improv classes by the name of Jason Priestley. And we became friends. And um, he took me into these auditions and I did an audition, I didn't get the job, but I got a phone call the day after I got cut from the Olympics, and I was, I was in tears. My father and I were both devastated. I thought it was, you know, what am I going to do? All I want to do is play in the Olympics. And I said, um, I want to fly to LA. We've never met, but I'm a producer, and I bring this other kid by the name of Jason Priestley to America, and I'll fly you down. I'll put you up for a couple of days. We'll get to know each other, and we'll see if this works because I think it could be an act. And I was like, uh, what was I to do? I was kind of like, this is real. And I just kind of took, I said, all right, I'll come down. Because I was trying to get this thing. Well, well um, I came down and the guy was amazing. It was Frank Levy who produced, uh, you know, uh, some of the, some great films like My Stepmother's a Space Alien and uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Frank Levy. A really, really nice guy. He managed 
Franklin Levy, and he managed Jason Priestley and Paul Johansson and and and, uh, and Gregory Harrison and some other great actors who I was, you know, proud to be a part of. And he he took over my career. But at that point, when I came down, I wanted to restart my life. So instead of Paul Johansson, which I was in college, I just went by PJ because I was kind of like I was mad. <laughs> I was mad that I didn't that life didn't work, so I'm gonna start a new one. So for the first five years down here, I, I was still bitter and mad I wasn't going to be a pro basketball player. And so all my friends, I introduced myself as PJ. So whoever calls me PJ knew me within the first five or six years that I moved here. So I know how they know me. So a lot of times when, you know, you know, so many people, they come up and go, hey, PJ, what's going on? You go, oh, okay, I've known this guy for 30 years. <laughs> I better remember who that is. <laughs> right. <I've heard. laughs> you That's know what I mean? awesome. So now people in the last 20 years go, oh, you're Paul Johansson. So I always know I've known someone like, you know, Chuck and Larry probably probably knew me as PJ because I knew you guys in the first five or six years I was here. So well, that's I how remember, I do remember it was PJ here, but yeah. there was that when I was doing um, leap years in Toronto, you and I had a couple of meals together, and it was always Paul. <laughs> you know, well, yeah, was, you were back in Canada. <laughs> you know, it was different. Yeah. Let me ask you. I got to oh. ask you this question, PJ. Though, so you get cut. Was was were you on the court at the same time as Steve Nash? So Steve's uh, many years younger than me. I'm uh, I'm in my uh, mid to late fifties, and Steve's uh, Steve's in his mid to late forties. Just didn't know. Just you know, wanted so to we get were, the eight years straight. You know, yeah, just, yeah. so I, then I, you yeah. got cut. I did, I did didn't get cut. Guys, did any of them become pros, or is it a can you know? Yeah, there was a there was a couple. Of, I mean, Jay Triano just finished. He was my he was the captain of our team and. He uh, coached Phoenix for a while. Um, a couple of guys uh, had a few years in the NBA, but I mean, we had. Um, I mean, it was a uh, 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 Rick Fox team, right? Um, a lot of guys on the right. team that I played that didn't go to the Olympics, but yeah, it was a. It was a. It was, listen, basketball's changed a lot, just like you guys say. Like, you know, uh, you know, the fraternity world has changed a lot. The world has changed a lot. It's not even the basketball anymore. It was. No three-point line when I was in high school. I mean, so you know, hearing this anyway, now, I think Larry, you know, we could have done some stuff on the court. You know, I, didn't, we I had no idea. The, you know, really mad at Deshaun. You know, yeah. uh, he was when you uh, when you it's started such with a great us. backstory. We it's, we, we it's, didn't get right. to use it. Hey, when you started with us, had you uh, had had you had a couple of credits? Had you ever played a villain before? Um, I, I, before I was with you guys, I think I had done, um, I think I had just done a soap opera for, you know, about maybe, uh, maybe a year. And then I did, um, uh, a movie, a, a TV movie in Hawaii, which was fantastic. And, uh, then I did a, um, I think I did Lonesome Dove was after you. Right. And I'm Parker sure. Lewis, that was the one right before you was Parker you Lewis. Anyways, I looked so up your good. things too. Yeah, I was going to mention that so, one. And were you playing like a what kind of character did you play? Was this was what were I was unique? Kind of I like, guess. Um, like a, it was kind of a little bit like the um, Matthew McConaughey character in Dazed and Confused. Very Got kind it. of wise but odd, you know. Yeah, yeah, Lebowski. Yeah. Junior um, Lebowski. Well, how did you? So, Jason, obviously, you were hanging with him back in the day, and that's how you got nine hundred two one zero. Well, what we, was that process like? We moved. You? We moved in together. We moved in together, and we got an apartment. And I start. I went to. Um, 
I dropped him off at the airport one day in 1989, I guess, maybe 19, yeah, 1989. Uh, he was going to Vancouver, and I met this girl, and um, she walked past me at the airport. Back then, you didn't have to go through the gate. Walked into the gate as I'm walking back. I met this girl who was probably the most beautiful girl I've ever seen in my life. And for the first time, I just went, I got to talk to her. I walked up to her, and I asked her on a date. And she said, tell me where she was staying. The next morning, I came in and brought a bunch of flowers because I was so excited to take her on a date that night. And she walked out of the elevator with security guards all around her. And she looked at me. And she said, no, 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 he's with me because they were going to take the flowers and kind of like dip me because I thought I was delivering flowers. And I said, what's going on? Who are you? And she goes, I'll tell you about it later. What time are you picking me up? And I said, well, I guess eight, whatever. So I went to Jason. Um, no, I went, I went home and I called Jason. I said, dude, you ever heard of Cindy Crawford? And he goes, are you kidding me? And I said, yeah, I'm taking her for dinner tonight. And I blew her off because I was too afraid to go out with her. So I finally called her a couple days later. She was mad. And I went out with a date with her. We ended up dating for a year. And so I moved out of Jason and we moved into an apartment together for a year with Cindy. So that was those are my early years of Hollywood. Wow. Wow. One of my, my, right? my, one of my closest friends in life lives in uh, uh, Chicago. And he, his wife is from the same okay. town in northern Illinois that Cindy Crawford is, and Cindy Crawford's sister is her best friend. Oh, that's amazing! For years, for four, you know, forty years, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. So small uh, world. What a small world, right? Right. Yeah. So tell me about coming into nine hundred two one zero. I mean, listen, so like you guys, yeah. like you guys were talking about, you well, know, the college. I've met Aaron a couple of times with Jason, Uncle Aaron, and we always call him, the wonderful Aaron. And I've uh, met him a couple of times, and I think the way that Jason explained it to me was um, he didn't really, I don't think I auditioned. I think, didn't, no, he made me come in and read, that's true. But I think it was more like, I got a job for you, kid. One of those things, you know? Because after that, um, yeah. Aaron never and did Aaron was, He would just call me up. You know? That's right. He was and because of like the that. length of the story arc, he would definitely been in the casting. I mean, oh, yeah. that's where we, we think you came to his office, right? I did. I came to that office on yeah. Wilshire, right? The yeah. top floor. Yeah. You were weird. the tallest so, actor. Well, you were the tallest actor allowed on the set. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Jason and Luke didn't like that too much. They did not like that. <laughs> but that was part of the fun of it. You actually towered over Ian, too, which was great. You know, it all just worked. Yeah. Yeah. I said, we were talking before, you weren't an outsider. You know, you were yeah. you were the real thing. And you get to that episode well, were, about uh, the height. You get to that episode when, when Dylan smashes the pie in your face and you don't go out. I mean, you could have killed him right then. You're such, you know, <laughs> but comparison in the that. physique right there, you know. But. Sometimes you serve the show. Yeah. I really well, enjoyed early it, on. though. I, I, the bad guy part of it is, you know, I've done, for some reason, it seems to be a big part of my career. And I've always... I've always seen it a little bit different than that. I, I don't like this, you know, the twisty mustache stuff. Nobody does. It doesn't work. So I've always tried to find the humanity. You know, I played this character mm -hmm. on One Tree Hill for 10 years, and he's this, you know, unbelievably, you know, um, what's that uh, movie um, where uh, the father uh, is this domineering, powerful father? It's, it's a great movie. I think it's... Oh, the one I, with um, Billy Bob. The, that that one, or the great Santini, or yeah, the great oh, Santini. The great Santini. Oh. Yeah, and I've always thought of it like that. You know, the character isn't evil. He just is. He just doesn't know how to make his son great because yes. he's from a different generation. He has different ideas, and 
and he doesn't, you know, there was no such thing as self-help books or parenting books. So when you play a bad guy, I always think of it like you're just, you're, your heart can be in the right place, but you're doing dumb things or stupid or, or idiotic things because you're just, you're ignorant. You know what I mean? And I think it's easier to play it that way. So mm. you can be a sympathetic bad guy. It'd be more interesting than just a, you know, uh, I always thought that John Sears, what I liked about him was his confidence, the way that you wrote him, that he could walk up to anybody and just feel it was, I can just talk to you. Like, I don't have to, I don't have to feel like, you know, like, excuse me, can I interrupt? He didn't, John didn't say that. He just went and started the conversation he wanted to start. He was so confident. I loved it about him, you know? Yeah, and you power. used compliments. You mani you were very manipulative, you know, with that A.J. Langer character. She, she only did oh, one, yeah. and she made such an impression. She was only in two, two scenes, yeah. I think. But yeah. incredible uh, impression she, she made. Very, I think it was the bear midriff. Yeah, I was going to say it was the bear midriff. Yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> that's what I remember. Well, do you no, know what, Aaron, do you know what's happened to her? Yeah, she's uh, like royalty, right? Her yeah. son is in line for the yeah. throne, I think, I read. What? Really? Wow. I tried to get her. I tried to get her for the show, and then I realized there's someone yeah, too. in line for the throne. Chuck had kind of hit this to it, but I didn't really believe it. <laughs> I also yeah. thought it was really funny. So she's 15 in this episode, and then the year after, I think she was 15 in My So-Called Life. Two years after that, she's dating Jerry on an episode of Seinfeld. Wow. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, going back early on, though, Paul, they put you in with uh, Jenny right off the bat. I want to ask you about. I want to ask Charles and Larry about writing this stuff with Jenny and Paul. And Paul, but I want to ask you, Paul, about working with Jenny and what she was like in those in that in that in that time period. You know, the cast is going through a lot. They're changing. It's college. Yeah. There's a lot going on with that now. You know, yeah. is it going to work? You know, but they bring you in and yeah. right in right in the mix. I think I came in in a bit of a volatile period for some of the cast. You know, I know they were all going through changes and accepting the success of the show was different for all of them. They all reacted a bit different to it. I think that Jen was, to me, was maybe the most professional person on the set. She was always prepared. She always knew her, you know, her, you know, her, um, you know, what was expected of her. And I, I don't ever remember having any, anything other than like a real professional experience with her. You know, um, I, I will say that um, I know that that they really carried the weight of starting the new type of show um, on their shoulders, all those kids, and it was a huge responsibility. But I think, you know, overall, I would say they carried it incredibly well, you know. Really? I, yeah, I, I, I don't know what you feel about the everybody else feels about this, but, you know, watching uh, – those early scenes with you and, and, and Jenny, you know, she was able to be, you know, a little repulsed and rejected all oh, this guy again. <laughs> and at the same time, intrigued, you know, yeah. at the same time, smart flirty, because that's what she knows how to do. It was, a, it was yeah. very interesting. I, I, um, I was reminded watching your scenes with Jenny, that there was a girl uh, who was 18, who you used to be able to graduated early from Beverly Hills High School and started um, uh, Berkeley in the winter quarter and, you know, and started immediately dating a 25 year old. Mm. 
And wow. and then I saw her dating a different older guy. I met up with her later in life, and I and, and she went to bed. I knew her brothers, and I said, "Wow, you know, uh, you know, we were at Berkeley together." And she says, "Like, oh, I try to forget that. I was so, you know, like, and you know, implying very, you know, fucked up in one different ways." And and I think that that's. It's difficult when you're when you and she's obviously she was very attracted to not not Jenny Garth the drive but very attractive and appealing young woman and you know, you know, and you know looking back at as a forty year old that's what she was thinking. You know there was something there's a, a sequence there when you're with Jenny and you kind of get her. It's really it's some good writing there, and it's like you say to her, you know, she tells you know, what he did. She calls him on on what he did, which was he kind of you know he he spoke he basically spread rumors. Rumors about her, probably were. We're true. And then he said, look, you've changed. So have I. So you give basically she has no place to go after that. In fact, that you, she right. has the right to change. So do you. And you kind of use that to set up the next hook into it. So there's some really good stuff as we slowly built this storyline. The other thing I really like as we go through it is you, you erode her confidence in Dylan. All the time nice. you're working that thing, so you're inter interfering in a, in a key relationship there. And it really right. is good. It gets us again pages of good drama. So a couple. Uh, of I think that's key to making the audience pick sides too. That was great manipulation from the writers because you know that your audience is a huge Dylan fan. So throwing me in there to be that that imbalance was a great move because it creates the drama that you need. So it was really genius. It is it is really, really good stuff. And I think it's very relatable for anybody that's going to college. You know, the girlfriend has now met this guy at college. Older guy. This John Sears type. I mean, I think it's like now it's defined, you know, this 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 guy. Um, was it in let me ask you this though, PJ. I mean, you come onto this show, that they're all doing their things. I know you're friend friendly with all of them. Uh, but is it an intimidating set in any ways? Like, I mean, you're you are pushed right into this Kelly Dillon thing. Like I mean, you are on the show. It's a huge show, and you are brought right to the main event. There's a wrestling phrase for you, Larry. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, you know, Jason was my best friend at the time. We we just we had spent so much time together. He really made it comfortable. You know, he was he was always he wouldn't keep me separate. He he brought me into the rooms with everybody. We sat down together. We he made me feel like I was part and he was generous and a good friend. And so I thought you know, really helpful because, yeah, I was intimidated. I wanted to be everything that you guys needed me. And um, it's when you're a young actor, you know, and you think that you're getting hired because you know, well, maybe I'm friends with Jason or maybe I look right or whatever it is. I also want to be the performer and the artist that helps fulfill, you know, the nuances that you need to make the show work. So I had, I had definitely had those worries, but um, I just wanted to slow down and not try to rush things and try to get a performance that I thought would be, you know, worthy of the role. So, yeah, I, I, amazing I, I, was, stuff. I was stressed. <laughs> Here's a scene with you and Jenny. I owe you a big apology. Yeah, you do. I've really tried to grow up since then, Kelly. Have you had any success? You can find out for yourself. You've changed a lot. Maybe I have, too. Kelly, you're about to take off. 
It's a real heel move, actually, because you don't mean it at all. That's the great because yeah. essential nature is is bad. I mean, yeah. bad loser, like we said. The yeah. setup. And I gotta, yeah. you know, we gotta react to Tori um, coming out like that. God bless. It, it was very interesting. You know, I I went to this. <laughs> I went to this uh, right as I was leaving nine hundred two one zero. The Kaiser Foundation was having a thing on children and television at. Uh, in Stanford, and and it was it was kind of like let's just love my so-called life and dump on nine hundred two one zero at this at the this. same time, right? And and this one, they um, you know they they uh, they get the keynote speaker who's Frank Rich. He's a big deal at Disney. Mm. He's number two behind Michael Eisner, head of the television department, and his speechwriter, who happened to be my effing rabbi's son, actually. Oh, I know my whole writes about the hypocrisy of creating a virgin character who dresses like D Donna Martin. Wow. And they said Donna Martin. It was, there was no, uh, you know, it, it was really clear. Oh, it's Donna. No, it's it Donna. Was, yeah, the Madonna whore. The Madonna whore so. complex. It's very natural. The Madonna whore. Mm -hmm. it's always yeah, it, well, exactly. You know, and as I said on the Patreon, you know, as Aaron would say, well, you know, she's got the body. Someone's got to do it. You know, someone has to dress up like that. You know, <laughs> serve the show. And Andrea aren't going to do it. You know. So. Yeah. You, I know it, it's uh, it is pretty good. Can we play that again, Pete? No. <laughs> so we, that we, answer, she's wearing like hot pants. What, is, uh, Aaron? Help yeah. me out here. What, what is she yeah, wearing? Hot pants? Like sparkly hot pants. Seventies hot pants. Yeah. hot pants. But the fact that that John Sears. Does not buy into the disco thing and comes as a as a 1980s preppy, a 70s preppy, a 60s preppy, a 90s preppy. It didn't sure. matter. He was above what was going on by the way you dress. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very true. I also did. You feel the tension? There was a lot of sexual tension in the because of the pace of the scene that we wrote. And, and I, I thought that played really well. Just watch that. You know? Yeah, yeah, and there was there was especially a lot of sexual tension with Dan off screen, but that was that's a whole other. Story. <laughs> <laughs> and that was Bethany. Uh, Never mind. Okay, um, I want to ask about oh, Dan. Uh, the, oh, yeah, yeah, the husband. Yeah, yeah the yeah. first husband. Yeah, the first yeah exactly. Husband. Yeah, stand yeah. behind the camera. Not, yeah. not one of my faves. Yeah, Sorry, Go ahead. Kiss her. Sorry, Jenny. Not one of my faves. Okay, yes. go on. Um, okay, you, you acclimate him into Greek life. We're seeing a lot of this, Larry. Are you writing some of Keg? I know you created the oh, name. Yeah, yeah, sure. Right? We had the whole crunch time stuff. I mean, all that stuff, all the black ball stuff, and the volleyball game. I, I don't know if we sent him that one, but there's a ferocious game. I didn't realize you were like. A near uh, Olympian uh, basketball play because you really like you you spike a ball into Steve's face. I think yeah. it's really fantastic. Yeah, you look. I was a volleyball player. You look player. awesome there. I, I was no a volleyball idea. player, not as good, not you know a recreational one. It was okay. I then played on a court for a while. No, you were like, oh, this guy is. Yeah, you know, this it, is it, he's club team or varsity yeah. team. You know, you can yeah. see it in the swing. I mean, it really added athletic. to it. It, it yeah. added to it. Yeah, once you see, you know, because 
you know, Steve's kind of onto your game and he's kind of in the, we throw Steve of all people into ethical dilemmas. That's what's so great about this storyline. Steve's well, the most unethical. Now we find the way to do that is to find someone even more, more unethical. unethical yeah. And so that's how you make a villain. <laughs> that's kind of where I'm going. I wanted to ask about working with Ian and, you know, all of those guys. There's a lot of, a lot of shifting with the president. We could talk about that. Maybe, I don't know. But uh, what was it like working with Ian, I guess, is my, my next question. Well, I mean, these guys, he's very kind. He's a very gentle person. He's very sensitive to the human being, and he feels there. And, um, you know, we still are friends. We sometimes work out together. So, um, really different. He called me and asked me what diet I was. <laughs> it was like literally a week ago. Because I'm going down to shoot a movie in Mexico in two weeks, and he's like, "What are you? What are you training? What's your diet like?" So he's he's a wonderful. I mean, I I I think that he's one of the, the the good people in town. Sometimes, you know, I've often thought that you know this town doesn't really reward you know very many irons. We have a few irons that get successful, but sometimes in a weird way, it's almost like he's so nice and such a good guy that it's like hard to believe. <laughs> he's a good person. No, um, I guess Ron Howard's another good. Yeah, well, yeah, we didn't we didn't clear Ron Howard's name, so we can't. Can't say Ron right. Howard. Right. 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 There you are. You're back. Ron, Ron Howard in Hollywood. It's any Ron Howard. So he's a CPA. Oh, Ron Howard. Did I cut out? You did. Yeah, yeah, yeah you you just know Howard's yeah, name, everything yeah. one thing worked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, I was just going to say, I think that, you know, there's a, the, the difference is that, you know, Ian's character didn't have the edge that, that John had. And I think that that kind of, it made me more dangerous. And I think that in a weird way that competitively for him, we wanted, it kind of made him raise his game up. You know, Ian's character, which, which I liked about Ian is that he has that in him too. He just, it's rarely exploited in Iron. That ability to be darker and to be mean and to be tougher. He had to be to defeat John Sears. He had to get there. And I think people love that journey for him. So my role as the guest star is to support the story, the overall story and, and the main characters. And so hopefully I service that with him particularly because I really think in the end, he got the best payoff of anybody that I interacted with. Yeah, I mean, it was so good that we brought you back, like Chuck said, for the last for the last two episodes, because that was, I'm sure, not originally planned. We had we wouldn't have thought the storyline, but it was so much fun to all of a sudden have you with Celeste at the end, to right? Really, <laughs> to really piss Ian off, to Steve Sanders off a lot, and then we were able to again do real athletic stuff with you on the because uh, we watched this episode on the uh, over the mud yeah. bath or whatever it was, uh, yeah, the the jousting thing. Aaron, that was a lot of fun. A question for Aaron: How many presidents of Keg were there? We were trying to figure this out when we were watching it. Is it four? Four. It looks like four to me. I now. thought it was like. Let's go through them. Uh, we have. Hey, hey. From... Well, wait a second. We at least gave our guys different names. Yeah, exactly. I'm looking at the casting thing because I needed to find out. I want to see AJ Langer in that and find out her IMDb. And I'm going down the list. And in 1998, there was an actor who played two episodes with the name. Duke Weatherall. That's right. Oh my God! Well, the Weatherall was uh, part of the show. Was our bookie, and he was our production. So no, there wasn't the like team. we gave them different names. The bookie and if, came back, you know. And Kelly's father never had a name. We never yeah. said, "Oh, there's my father." 
Bruce Taylor. He was yeah. just a person until there was a real actor to play the father. You know, P- PJ knows. I've said this. It's not a laughing thing. I'm not going to put somebody on as a recurring character to play that part when we don't know when it's coming back. Right. And you know what? It didn't mean a thing to me to have a, this is the one, this is the one, this is the one. If you don't like it, it's a different zip code. But what are we going to do? I can't wait for that guy. And I can't, and I'm not going to tie him up. Stephanie Beecham was bad enough. You didn't tie him up. You don't want want to pay the extra money to hold, to put holds on him. Yeah. So, you know. Well, my point is, is though, in this, the the, people are writing all this story slam stuff. I want to know what happened at, with the presidents. (laughs) We lose three presidents. Let's just track them. So there was the first guy who was played by Patrick Fabian from the first episode of college uh, from Little Fish. Then he, we can't get him again because he can't, we can't book him. Then there's a guy yeah. I think uh, we saw in one of the episodes who was not the, this guy in this one, the Mike guy. The, the Mike guy was the – I think there's only three, Chuck. You think there's four? I think there's three. I think yeah, because four. Brandon Douglas then comes into it. Yeah, Brandon Douglas, and then the third guy is, is the Mike. And then, but that's – oh, yeah, that's only – you're right. You're probably three, only three. three. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I mean, there was an you know there was an objectionable storyline for the actor. Didn't feel comfortable with, and all these years later, probably was correct. No, there in Little Fish, in Little Fish, there's a tri- there's a transition. Is that Patrick no? That's Fabian? Patrick Fabian. Yeah, he's the one who welcomes Brandon there, and it's all very. Right. He's a really classy guy, you know. Yeah, we don't even meet John. They they bury John Sears. They don't want him out to see the pledges there because he's just too too rank. So because no, he doesn't much, have the look really like upstanding. Yeah, he does. That's right. That's right. By Greek to me, by Greek to me, they're like raiding girls outside. All the old values, you know, the old chauvinist values. I mean, it's okay to look at 15 year old girls, you know, nod, nod, wink, wink. And Steve's the only one, the only one with high morals. It's such a great thing we set up for ourselves. That Steve Sands, of course, is the voice of morality. Uh, You know, and we talked about the Luke and the pie and all that stuff. And I have a clip of that somewhere, but what about working with Luke? That question kept coming up a lot here. You know, um, what was it like working with Luke Perry and doing some of that stuff? You had a lot of really good stuff with him. Yeah. Luke's, you know, Luke was special. He had a, the one quality that was really hard to find. He had that. I think that's why these gentlemen gave him the job. You know, he's, he was a star, you know, He, he was a star. You could just look at him and you didn't have to do much to, to make you want to just cheer for him. He was a, he had the Johnny Depp thing. He had the Luke Perry thing, you know, everybody knows it. So I don't know. I mean, what working with Luke was easy. He it was a breeze. He, you just had to keep your eyes on him though, because you know, he's, he's smart. So when he's, when he's in the, his character, which was different than him, would you guys say Dylan was, I think Dylan was more broody. Um, yeah, more moody. Luke yeah, was mm-hmm. more even. Yeah, good point. Yeah. yeah. So I think you think you had to keep your eyes on him and make sure that you were staying connected, um, which I like to do anyway. But, you know, he particularly had a, had a really – he didn't have to – he wasn't a guy that pushed. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Some actors have to really push to find the moment. He didn't have to push. He was right there. Just a, just a great I, – I loved interacting with him. I think he uh, – I think Jen and I had, like, probably the strongest, like, real – energy but that may just be that masculine feminine thing that was going on um in terms of 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 of, i love that i love the conflict that i had a little bit more i liked it with ian because i think it was sustained conflict and with luke it was 
it was it would just come and go and it was there all the time you know we weren't always in teams together as much as we, i was with Zion. so i think that it was more um i don't think i don't think luke ever really took me as a serious threat or i think ian did does that make sense you it know? does sure yeah yeah Maggie you, made was, him, you made him dress like this no <laughs> that's, right. that's amazing that's awesome well, that's Dear right. yeah, Karen he... and Chuck, thanks for giving me my big break, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> he he did not want to do this. Uh, he did not want to yep. get in drag, and he, uh, he did it again, season seven. But you know, Milton Berle, you know, you know the great the greats get in drag. Flip Wilson, you know, Milton Berle, you can do it, and he was great at it and very funny. And and you know, you you pointed out his gams, and you know, yeah, okay, there he was. They probably will show that at Hulu now. <laughs> Maggie wanted to know how many takes did this pie situation take? Was it a one take thing? No. Was it? Was it one take? I don't think so. I don't think so. I Do you remember? It. Is I that the we... only pie you've ever had in your face? No. Gosh, no. You can Not in real life. I've even had more. Um, <laughs> I think. I think we did that take three times. To be honest with you, I kind of remember that they the last pie. I don't think they were even rolling camera. I think it was a joke. And I think they put like something in it. I think it was like they were trying to like this is a long time ago, but I think Jason was behind it. The first two pies we shot, and we did the take, and then we did one more, and it wasn't like whipped cream. It was something else with something <laughs> that was really like like trying to oh, like stinky or something, and and they were rolling. I think you know I I I always seem to be like the you know the 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 test dummy. <laughs> That's so amazing. Uh, for clarity, Sherry Weiss says that before Mike Thank Brian, you, the president was Charlie. Charlie, and two actors played him. So two presidents, four actors. Thank you, Sherry. Appreciate that. Professor Weiss. That's Professor Weiss. Professor, Professor Weiss with teen dramaology. Uh, <laughs> I'm confused, though. Four actors played two. Okay, whatever. You guys, please, uh, please uh, text in your who the four actors were because now I'm confused. Yes, okay. anyway, uh, it's so important. But we we do move on to this to this whole thing, uh, and we start to see really John Sears starts to reveal himself. Charles, you were talking about this. Uh, you sent me an email with an episode where where I think it's um, I think it's uh, I forgot the name of the song now. That's how I know the name of the episode. Whatever. Radar love. Oh, radar, radar love. love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just blanked on that. But uh, yeah, in radar love, we start seeing John Sears. This is where we talked about AJ Langer and all that stuff, right? Yeah, it's a Thanksgiving yeah. show. They go to do some good work at the halfway house. Uh, all the fraternities and sororities kind of you know do a traditional thing to help the unfortunate. Right, and Steve realizes what's going on, creates a situation that you don't get to hang out with the young girl, which you basically implied said. And and was kind of confirmed by your sidekick that you were with uh, a young girl the year before, and and he he muddled that up for you. So you were about vengeance in every way. That that's all to him. It it completely ultimately altered permanently altered the relationship. You may not yeah, have liked him before, but now you didn't care that he was a legacy. You were going to make his life miserable. Go to war. Go to war. Well, here's, let me show you that scene. That, I think this is the scene you were talking about, Chuck. Yes. Mm -hmm. School's in. Take a hike, Pledge. We're playing a game here, John. I guess you didn't hear me. I said get out. Do it, Steve. Brother told you to leave. 
Fine. Fine, sir. What is this all about, huh? You may be a legacy, Sanders, but I don't care who your father was. You're a pledge. There are rules. You're going to follow those rules. You're going to get thrown out. Is that clear? Yeah. Excuse me? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, one more thing, Sanders. You have anything to do with that stone with the plaque last night? Yes, sir, I did. Mm. <sighs> I knew it. John, she was 15 years old. You're a bastard, Sanders. You know that? Yes, I do. And I'm damn proud of it. Sir. Great stuff, man. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I love that stuff. Yes, I do. <laughs> uh well somebody was asking about uh what you felt about that like when you get that you know the girl's 15 and all that someone asked i forget where it is did it were you okay with doing that flirting with her and knowing what that was going to be do you i mean i'm personally i know you it's a character so it is what it is but someone was asking about did it make you feel uncomfortable you know, yeah. uh you know it's 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 not okay um if if the actress was was actually 15, I would have been really uncomfortable, and I would have probably discussed it with her and her parents and the director and figured out things to make everything comfortable and you know professional and make everyone feel safe. But the actress wasn't 15. Exactly. You know, she's playing 15, and we're pros, and this is what we do. And nobody's ever put in an uncomfortable or a compromising situation in anything that I'm involved in. So, um, you know, I know that we what, our job is as artists is to represent things that we don't always want to know about or hear about or see. But in art, we have to make those things real so that we can figure out how we feel about them, how society's going to deal with them. So part of our job, and I'm not trying to you know, throw virtuosity out here. I'm talking about, you know, I love the fact that we have to talk about controversial things and portray them on film, murders and rapes and horrible things, horrible, horrible things. And, and I think that what we do is we, we, we create dialogue and great writers put us in situations as actors where we have to find out how we feel about them too. And so, um, you know, I'm, I, I think it's a great question. And as a father now, I certainly have different feelings about it than I did when I was a young guy going, that's oh, just a scene. I'll, you know, this, but I was always respectful. I always had that in my heart, but I'm glad that the question was asked because it should be confronted. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, good stuff. Uh, let's see. Anybody, Aaron, do you have any questions that you want to throw into the mix here? I had a question kind of uh, similar to the pie in the face question. Um, out of the uh, gladiator mud pit at the carnival, the dunk tank also at the carnival, and the yeah. water fight at the car wash, do you have, like, were any of those particularly challenging to shoot or, you know, did they require a lot of takes? <sighs> I think it was actually, I don't think so at all. I think it was really, you know, I just remember shooting. All I remember is a long time ago. All I remember was those shooting days on that, on that episode were some of the funnest days I've ever had on a set. It was just a blast. Everybody yeah, was, was having so a much fun. Who was the director? Right? Was that Michael Lang? Was that Michael, Michael Lang? Lang? Yeah. Michael Lang. Yeah, Michael Lang. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's directed great. me another thing since then. He's great. Yeah. Uh, speaking of this pie in the face thing, you know our friend Caitlin. Well, she reenacted it. You're such a powerful public what? speaker. <laughs> Let's see. Uh -oh. Has anybody seen it? Huh? 
I'm hearing it, but I'm not seeing it. Okay. Well, there. No, she didn't. Where's Melanie? It's just I I like she didn't. Nope. You know. Quality control. Quality control. Yeah. Well, everything just froze for me. I don't know about all you guys. Yeah. Likewise. Yeah. Well, I can hear you though, so that's exciting. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Let's see. We move the story along, right, guys? And then we 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 have uh, take back the night. (laughs) Good episode. Amazing episode. I know we want to cover that in full one day if we could ever find. Are the episodes rated anywhere for the all the years? Is like a rating? Oh, absolutely. You mean rated fan fan enjoyment or actual viewership? Fan enjoyment, like how did they? You know what I mean? Is there... I don't know where that one is. I don't know. You know, we haven't been able to get uh, Tracy Mittendorf. So, what's the story there? What's your take on Tracy Mittendorf today? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you know? Do you know Tracy? Laura Tracy King. Mittendorf. Yeah. yeah. I just you were cutting out on me. Maybe that's what it was. Did I miss something? Was there a story that I should know about? No, we were asking you. you don't respond to us at all. I mean, we, we, <laughs> we either she had a toxic experience on the show, or or just uh, Larry. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, I uh, see. Yeah. Uh, I I think it was probably probably a toxic. Experience. No, I don't. I honestly have no idea. No, I haven't, uh, haven't had contact. Have you had Christina Lee on? Have you had? She's one. Sure. She's great. Yeah, she's yeah. been on a couple of times. Yes. yes. But yeah. how 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 was she to work with Tracy? And I've you know I never had any problems with anybody at all on your show. I mean I was I've had terrible experiences you know working with some people, but not on that show. It was a it was a it was a blast. You know everything about that was a great experience. Uh, uh, I even remember when there was a lot of drama going on. Uh, you know, at, at one point, and still we got our days in and we got them done, and people forgot about it at the end of the day. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think there was anything particularly that I can think of in my time there that would make me think why you wouldn't be able to engage yeah. her on this. Uh, for she you didn't guys. get the part, I guess. She didn't get the part in the play. She can't get over it. <laughs> Laura King is that what it got the, I she's what it with is. the director. Everyone knows. I, I, I hate to be morbid, but Larry. Uh. She could be deceased. No, he's no, an agent. Not. She's yeah, an she agent. Well, she's she was in Florida. Her career is deceased. She's, 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 she's dead right. to us. I know that. Yeah, yeah, she she does wow. All right. Uh, going on the storyline, though, I'll take back the night for, for, for Charles and Larry, though, writing that episode, I don't want to dive too too far in it in into that story but you're, you're doing a lot of great stuff with steve because he's been sort of like you know pinned as as this bad guy but he's actually really helping the storyline with uh you know everything that had happened with john and is going to happen and all that so talk to me about that aspect of the john um the john sears uh laura kingman uh, uh um feud well cake house was sh- was you know here she was, and the world word was out. And so that's the, you're going to go out with her, and you're going to do this, and you're going to do the double date, and she's going to be easy, and all of that stuff. So he becomes that, and not realizing that, you know, he made an impression on her. He want, She wanted to be close. He used the L word, you know, all sorts of things, you know, and, and um, you know, so, you know, she, you understood her, her emotion, but you also realize after she heard Kelly stand up that she, you know, could could calm down a little bit at that point. 
Yeah. You know, certainly by the in the drama trilogy that, that later in near the end of season four, that's a different story. But but here that that's what it was. Take back the night was going on in every college campus. We build an arc to it as, you know, the cake thing, then the next going out with Steve and then this. So at least it was a three, four episode arc in, into this to set it up. And then the next way to set up the John and Steve stuff is through this baseball incident with Professor Randall. You guys send off uh, Steve to go Steve. do what he does with the legacy key, right? <laughs> uh, talk to me about that stuff, Charles and Larry. You know, just again, just, you know, ways to continue to turn and twist this relationship and, you know, use the keg house as much as we can to kind of give give Steve some really uh, good story and also put Brandon in a big bind because we got Brandon also with the professor's wife and the whole, you know, I mean, okay. so we were able to create a professor who was really a, a bad guy, too, in a lot of ways because uh, he was, you know, he was a little bit corrupt and um it just—it was just again a way to, to, you know, to continue on and create good story for for Steve, which we need for all the characters. You know, doing thirty-two hours, a and year. you know, and 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 it's that moment where, where, and I wonder you, Aaron, if you have you wouldn't have a recollection of first seeing this, but you know, I mean, Steve gets caught, and you're going, oh, poor guy, he gets caught, bad timing, and all of that. Did it did it occur to you at the time, or when you see that moment? That that indeed it was a plant, that it was a setup, that that you know who called the cops. Did that question, does that question arrive in your head, or when you were first time viewer fan? I wonder to our fan base out there if you hear that question, because the point that we have is that you wouldn't do that. Yeah, you we wouldn't, because oh, he's caught. She's get you out. You don't think about right. Well, what was the cop doing there until it was actually brought up, which of course is your your character's undoing. You know, the, the heel. It's just the heel. We had him do heel things all the time. Just, Aaron, I think there was a question for Aaron, right? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I, I feel like I did know, but I it's hard to remember when I first saw yeah, it because right. I feel like I've seen it so many times that it's, you know, right, right. can't unsee it. Sure, I think we did. I think I think people were fooled, at least for a moment. Yeah, I, 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 I do, well. too. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I mean, we just keep unpeeling him, making him worse and worse. I mean, we just kind of healed him up, you know? And this all ends up with the big, the big black ball ceremony in, in crunch time, which we've covered here on the show a long time ago. But we yeah. have that somewhere in the archives. It's about power. He's using his power at that point. What he thinks is his power, and and look, he's the he's the best athlete in the fraternity, which really means a lot. He's got all these friends he thinks on the thing, and he really just pushes it too far. And Steve, you know, the fraternity actually uh, listens to the story. You know, do you remember shooting that the black ball ceremony? Oh, I absolutely do. I also know that in the last 25 years that when people come up to me and say, oh, my God, you were on one, you know, 90210. Um, the, the, the episode that they like to talk about the most is when I had him blackball. That's what they remember in their head. It always mm -hmm. pops back to that. And I always hear that term. Oh, that's when you blackballed Steve. And, and I was like, that's the episode that you remember the most. And yeah, and it really is the one most talked about to me from all my experience on that show which i find really interesting it is interesting yeah hey, do you do you remember uh one of the guys who was a fraternity the guy who played Artie was a friend of mine todd bryant who's a stuntman now uh, was... todd bryant i remember the name yeah no, he he's the from... sidekick was he's he a sidekick okay. he's a big uh, guy with big blonde hair he kind of he's one of the early he's, oh, I think right. he's the first guy who votes against you <laughs> you know, we've all seen a lot of months. Also, we uh, Ryan Thomas Brown has been a friend of the show, uh, who also kind of does you in. 
in that episode, as I remember. Uh, Alicia wants to know, uh, what was the most difficult scene or episode to film, and what was your favorite scene or episode? And then she wants to know, what is John Sears doing today? <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember, I remember, I don't know if it's difficult, but I remember um, the stuff at, um, when we were shooting inside, like, I guess, inside the, the, the college, there was sort of like a, a community sort of like social area. And there was a bunch of stuff going on when Dylan came over and I'm talking to Kelly and there's a lot of people in that scene. And at one point the camera moves and then you find, you know, two other lead characters. So it was a lot of business in that. I remember that the logistics of shooting that scene, I was kind of nervous because it was the first time I was in the scene with like seven of the cast members instead of two or one. So I was around everybody and there was all this dynamic and they were this strong group of stars and I was like trying to find my place in that. I remember there was a little bit of, of that business going on because in an actor, when there's 55 extras, you know, three cameras and nine of the, the leads, and then you come in and you've got to go from one person to the next in a scene, it's, um, you don't want to be the one that messes it up because yeah, it's, a tough, right. it's a tough shot to get. <laughs> Sounds like a Bethany so Rooney a scene. I think it was a Bethany Rooney scene. It might have been a Bethany Rooney scene, right. I was um, fine. Um, yeah. Go ahead. No, Bobby was a Bethany. It was the Bethany one. It, it could have either been Richard Lang would have shot it the same way, though. He Our was spend all morning lighting it and then doing it that way. He was radar love. Right. So, but he uh, who was the one about the, out by the pool? He did the pool when you got the thing. That had a lot of extras too. That had a lot of extras too. Yeah. 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 Uh, Chris, who loves to ask these kinds of crazy questions, wants to say, uh, John, come on, you're six two. How the hell did you let that little guy Brandon Walsh run a stop and go? <laughs> he didn't. He, he didn't press the line. He score a touchdown. Come on. Yeah. There you go. Chris. Well, Jason. Jason's a, was a great hockey player. Like a great hockey player, so he is a great athlete, um, and he's quicker than me. I, you know, for me, it's like I just I usually try to trip him or pull onto his shorts or do something, but he's too quick for me, man. He got yeah, it was a good route. I got to give him credit for that one. <laughs> I think Grayson does get off the line very quickly. There, it's true. He looks fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Michelle wants to know if you ever had any interactions with fans uh, who. Because we've had this before, right, Larry? We've had someone get oh, called yeah. the cops on somebody. Uh, yeah. Have you had any interaction with the fans for playing a villain? People yeah, thinking it, that it, you're really this guy. Absolutely. My third season, or maybe the second season on on uh, on One Tree Hill, we did ten. And um, I was uh, in New York City uh, doing some press, and uh, I was about to either get in or get out of a taxi, and a lady. Had a purse. It was must have been full of nickels or something. It was heavy as hell, and she swung it at me and hit me, and not and literally knocked me out of the street. And I'm like, whoa, whoa! And she goes, what you're doing? That boy's not right. What you're doing? That boy's not right. And then she started saying, Lucas, Lucas, and that's my TV. Yeah, yeah. You have to. And oh, you cut like a real moment, and that. Like, okay, I'm going to have to get security. <laughs> oh I had people on airplane. I had a girl on an airplane, must have been in a really, really young girl with her mom and dad, ask to move seat because she was sitting across me on an airplane because she didn't want to be near me because she was a fan of the show and was afraid of me. And that oh, really happened. God, that's insanity. Yeah. 
Uh, Caitlin, who we were going to show the video before, wanted to know if she felt like John Sears is like watching Dan Scott in his college years. Well, I mean, I think they're, they're very different characters. I mean, I, I think there's something smoother about John Sears. He was smooth, you know? No, I, he, I, was I really Hills. That. he was Beverly yeah. Hills. He was Beverly Hills. Yeah. And that's, yeah, know, he was Beverly uh, Hills. Dan Scott's a Southern, he's a, he's a North Carolina boy. Just it's a different feeling, different vibe, you know? Totally. I don't, now, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I have to ask you, my sister would not stop messaging me and ask you about uh, working in the movie uh, Soap Dish. So I'm going to be slightly indulgent here and ask that question. Tell me about working on this movie. It's got like everybody in it. It's it's just an incredible m- movie. Do you have good it's memories? Really of working a great on cast. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, it was like I got the movie. Um, you know, Michael Hoffman hired me and what an amazing director he is. Um, and we went and shot a lot. Most of it. New York, and then came back shot in the sound stages in L.A., but, uh, you know, worked with Tony and I became very close and had some great scenes together, and uh, being with Kevin Klein, one of my first jobs, and Sally Field, Whoopi Goldberg, um, you know, Carrie Fisher, Gary Marshall, uh, really a, a tremendous cast, and it was, uh, and of course, a bright script, really funny. Fred Freeman and Larry Cohen Please. wrote the script. And it was, a, I actually went to the premiere of it because it was an Aaron Spelling production. That's what I thought. Yeah. It was Aaron's movie. And I sat behind him. Yeah. And next to Darren, really, one seat over from Darren. And he, and he like said, I, I, I chuckled through the whole fucking movie, and he's like, you really like this one, huh? It was funny. Because you know, it was like, yeah, you know, you see it in a theater for the first time, where the things, I just thought it was so funny, and actually have have uh, stolen from that movie, because Sally Fields going to a um, a mall to be mobbed by fans is a, I did it, Larry, if you remember, with Jim Morrison in uh, in the first sure. episode of uh, The Mayor. Mayor. You know, yeah. same thing. You want adulation. I'm going to walk in. They're going to know me, and then I'm going to leave. You know, it's good for your ego. You know? yeah. uh, Sally was, to... I think, fantastic. Sally was amazing in that movie. Did she, she uh, try to pick you up? I would have let her. I, I've heard I this about her. her, okay? I've heard this. I well, Larry, you didn't ask your normal, your normal question about Kelly. Or... I was going to ask it, but I couldn't remember if they did kiss. Did you get to kiss uh, Jenny Garth in the I show as Kelly Taylor? I, I'm, I'm in, it's, it's never left my mind. Uh, yes, I did you, uh, did you have to work it out before? Did you choreograph the kiss before, or just went right into it? Um, I, you know, it's funny. You know, sometimes you know you trick yourself into feeling like there's, you know, because you're an actor that there's maybe something there. Um, but you know, she was really so, like, professional. She wasn't. She, I never felt any romantic kind of thing coming from her and i'm a pro so i'm on the set and it's not gonna happen but i will say um i thought she was very very um you know i mean it's hard to say between action and cut it was real but after yeah. that it's just like you know where's the you know where's the catering truck it, it was just very professional so i don't know That's i mean great. we didn't have to work anything i've had to work out with other i think we did in the scene in the bedroom where Yes. You know, my shirt's open, and we're and when that that was all very technically designed with her and the director and me, and we worked that out so that it would be exactly what what you guys needed. But I mean, to every hand movement, to every kiss, everything. But um, sometimes 
directors in a lot of the stuff that I've done, they just go, you know, let's talk about boundaries. And then you guys just go sort of freestyle. And sometimes that works out better, but it really depends on the type of thing you're involved in. It was, it was good. Aaron, anything else yeah. you want to ask or, or, or jump in with? I want to know why you asked, Larry. Why, why, why do you ask about that particular? Well, I would just want to understand because that's an like important part of the show. That's what he does. No, he no, asks that every week. That's every every week. week. Where's the any writer's room? We had a sign that said, kissing is good. And that told yeah. us that relationships, we could nurture them. You don't have to jump into bed. The kissing, if the kissing part is really good, keeping their romance up, the romance, that's what's key. And that's what the show seems real. Yes. You know so what? that's I why I love I about that. and I, I'm, I'm I curious love... about it just because some are better yeah. than others. You know, we've seen uh, some really good kisses. And, well, also, but I have to say, I don't remember that kiss, but I didn't see the episode. I don't this think. all Did was you... prompted because Larry told us about a kissing problem. No, I show. said that because Sally Field I had come on to a friend of mine. So I was just curious. If it was oh, like the a Sally Field thing. thing. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I see. Yeah. Oh, Sally Field was a patient of my father's. Really? As a child. what you say, Larry. She won't come on oh, the show. God, Chuck, you're gonna love this. Maggie says, "I kissed a rock in Story Slam." <laughs> you have no idea. Maggie what I'm did gonna... kiss a lot. Of I, I'm ready to send you the yeah. stuff. Look, Brian, Brian, so Brian, get ready. Uh, David, all right, uh, Aaron, David do you children, have any questions yeah, yeah. for for for? I just almost said John. Do you have any questions for? John, it's okay. I was. I also love that he's referred to as John Sears, like in every episode, <laughs> not just John. But uh, do you have any favorite lines for John Sears? For example, I, um, it was memorable, you know, when he says to Kelly, what do you think I'm hanging out with you for your brilliant freshman repartee? Like, are there any other lines? Oh, like, that so I've actually, I've, I've actually tried that life, that line in real life. It doesn't work as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking great. <laughs> Amazing. Are there any other lines that you, are there any other lines she wants to know that, uh, that you, that stick with you? Oh my gosh! If you, I just hope you guys can forgive me. You know, it, it, it was it was a couple of years ago. <laughs> a little you know, bit. Yeah. What about I Jennifer Grant? Right. We should talk about we should talk about Jennifer Grant, uh, who you had to, a little bit of a thing too. Did you enjoy right. working with Jennifer? Oh yeah, she. We had some great talks. Um, she's, I mean, you know, she's a legacy fan. Uh, isn't isn't she isn't she related to Cary Grant? Isn't that that's like right. part of her family? <laughs> that's her, his I mean, daughter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's her father. That's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. No, we had a, we we talked quite a bit about that because I was also friends with Cecilia Peck, Gregory Peck's daughter, at the same time. Mm. So we were chatting about, you know, famous Hollywood heroes. Um, but I will Amazing. say that the uh, it's so funny you talk about Sally Field like that. I just, it's still popping in my head, Larry. Because <laughs> she did try to come on to you. No, but no, but I, I was so my character on soap. This was called Bolt, and and the only person that called me Bolt instead of my name was Whoopi. Whoopi would just go, "Where's Bolt? Bolt!" And she would like <laughs> just like, and that's it was kind of cute and funny. But if I saw Whoopi right now, I know for a fact she wouldn't know my name, but she would know that I'm Bolt. So, <laughs> that's right. I don't know. Bolt Brennan. You just bring back great memories from that. And by the way, speaking of like being greased up, that whole movie I was wearing, you know, vegetable oil or something all over my yeah. body, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. 
I love that movie. All right, uh, guys, uh, Chuck and Larry, I think we've covered uh, a lot of the John Sears stuff. How do you feel? Do you guys have any other additional things you want to ask or bring up in this? In this, you're the podcaster. What the I'm fuck? Way, you have another question? You want to have a question? Uh, uh, yeah, you want to stand? Like, goodbye. Yeah, we did. No, it, man. No. Well, I, listen, I, but I would. I'll give you an opportunity. That's the end. What I'd love to say is, well, Paul, I think you, you. Paul, you did an amazing job on this show. I can't tell you when we announced that you were coming on. Everybody just. They love oh, to hate. Sweet. They love to hate John Sears, you know. But they, they, it's because you, well, you are such I, a talented actor. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I mean, I'll be honestly, you know, it's it's really bad guys are are written. You know, it's all it really it's all always comes from the writers. It's the first thing you look for when you want to take a part like that. And so it's it's all the credit goes to these guys. I do. I do have a question for Paul, but that I gotta go full circle from our first part of the conversation. No. Do you still have a jump shot? No, I don't. In fact, my son really doesn't like basketball. His favorite his favorite thing to do is like he's a big. But I don't play a lot of basketball because it's six two, two hundred you know thirty pounds, big guy. That that gravity and I just don't get along. You know we're at conflict all the time, and it's really yeah. hard on you. I've had five surgeries on this hand. You can see my wrist is there. See the scars. Five surgeries. I, I was um, hit by a drunk driver and, and it broke my arm and it never healed. So I just, it's just, my game's gone. And uh, now it's, it's really, I do a lot of, uh, I like fighting, you know, training for fighting and stuff like that. And just, that's, you know, yeah. well, well, actually, what I want to say was, uh, you know, it, the, the work that you did all those years back then, it's so important now because so much comes up from it so we needed a great villain to be to be on this show so that we can learn the lessons that we needed to learn all those years ago because i think it's made all of the us 90210 ers and kids that grew up in that generation a little bit better off so thank you for what you did you brought such well, a thank beauty you for having me work. i'm really yeah. flattered that you guys made time for me and i really enjoyed yeah, good, uh, good, luck, good luck in mexico part of it. yeah thank have you. a good it's time exciting. down there it's a uh, nick cassavetes film so i'm excited about it it's um great it's gonna be a lot amazing of fun. Well, thank you so much, everybody. Uh, next week, Chuck, we're going to be back with doing Mexicans, the Mexican standoff, which is going to be super miles. exciting. Uh, and we will be back next week. All right. Thank you so much, Paul. It was great Thanks, having guys. you. We will see you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.